This is Mike and Joey from the Black and Gold Brigade, and you're listening to the State of the Republic podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today joining me is a guest co-host, also really big Republic fan. If you pass by Tower Bridge Battalion section, you might notice him. He's wearing the construction hat. It's our good friend, Jared. How's it going, Jared? Oh, I'm doing excellent. Uh, just another uh, chilly night here in Arizona. Ooh, that's that's good to hear. Chilly, chilly nights are uh, are good in Arizona. Luckily, you know it's it's a good time to to be out there, right? No, no hundred degree weather right now. <laughs> no, now we're just uh, dealing with uh, lows in the forties in the morning. Yeah. Ooh, extreme extreme weather, right? But uh, all good, right? Gives you guys a break from from that intense heat down there. <laughs> well, yeah. awesome. Uh, well. Thank you for for joining us here tonight, Jared. Too, it's it's great that you know you're able to join us on a short notice. But you know tonight's interview is actually going to be quite interesting as we interview another fellow supporters group. And uh, as I said, you know you being also part of our Tower Bridge Battalion for Sacramento Republic, I thought you know it's good time. Let's all talk and and talk some uh, good supporter group culture here in the Central Valley. And so. Without further ado, um, as I mentioned a couple episodes back when we interviewed uh, Academica's uh, GM, Michael, uh, join us today. Two founders who actually uh, founded the group called Black and Gold Brigade, who is also Academica Soccer Club's uh, official supporters group and actually the first one. And they're bringing the good supporters culture down to the Central Valley, The the what I like to call the, the TBB supporters group for all those who know more TBB down to Sherlock, getting that environment down. Uh, so joining us here is Joey Bertal and Mike Steiner. How are you guys doing? Thank you for joining the podcast tonight. And uh, how's everything going? Good, man. Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a first for us to, to be on a podcast like this, but uh, we appreciate the invite and uh, looking forward to, uh, to a nice chat. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having us on, man. Awesome. Thanks. Glad to hear that. All right, Jared. Well, I'll let you let you get started. All right. Once again, welcome, gentlemen. Glad to have you on the show here. So, how did you guys become soccer fans? I mean, I grew up uh, just around the sport. Uh, my dad uh, played for some uh, uh, amateur sides growing up um, in Portugal, um, and also when he when he immigrated here to, to the United States uh, back in the seventies. I just grew up uh, watching Portuguese soccer on TV. Uh, grew up playing soccer, um, played uh, youth leagues throughout uh, through high school. Um, just fell in love with the game. I've been a fan um, ever since I can remember. So, yeah, I uh, I grew up on the East Coast, and soccer is not as big over there. But I was fortunate enough to to kind of be in an area of the of Massachusetts that it was popular. And so, similar to Joey, joined a lot of friends on teams. Uh, grew up with a lot of kids that played D one and D two, and so. Uh, I kind of just grew up with it, and then you know I was the weird one that cared more about soccer than than some of those mainstream sports in high school. Yeah, well, you know that's that's good. I, I think uh, you know looking back to high school years and all that, like I feel the same way too. I, I probably was the weird one too, but I think luckily as you know times are, are going on and passing by, and and the sports just growing more and more as you guys know. Uh, it's becoming more of the mainstream thing, right? To where if someone doesn't know anything about soccer, then it's, now they're the ones that are the weird ones, right? That's what we like to think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It's it's really it's growing a lot. So 
I'm I'm really interested, guys. Uh, uh, I know your group actually came about, you know, just recently too, right? You guys haven't been around for too long. How did uh, you guys, uh, first of all, find out about Academica? Uh, like, how did that fandom start for you guys? Um, I don't, I honestly don't remember because uh, Joey's known Mike Roach for for a long time um, and Simon Betancourt. And so he has the connections on that side, whereas I had more connections with uh, the players and some of the uh, the coaching staff. I'm friends with Sergio Souza, Coach Sergio. And um, I knew a lot of the players through the UC at UC Merced where, uh, where I used to work. And so uh, between Joey and I, we kind of covered all angles and uh, we're both huge soccer fans. And so uh, we kind of just came together and said, why don't we, why don't we do something a little more than, than show up at games and silently cheer. And so uh, that's kind of where the, uh, where that revelation occurred. Yeah. I mean, I, like I knew of Academica growing up. Um, it's one of the main uh, uh, Portuguese soccer clubs here in California. There's a few of them. Um, uh, my dad actually played for uh, a similar Portuguese soccer club uh, down in Tulare. So growing up, like I used to go to, to, to the tournaments. I uh, remember seeing Academica play, so I, I had always heard of them. Um, and then just lately in the last uh, seven or eight years, I kind of moved closer to the area. Um, I have a lot of friends that are involved in it, uh, like Michael Rocha, Simon. Um, so it was always a team I knew about. And then I, like, as far as like the fandom just kind of grew more and more the last couple of years, uh, since we're in the area of uh, friends with the players and, and, uh, different people involved with the team. So it just was a kind of a natural thing to, to, to want to support the club. So uh, I'm curious because, you know, of course I haven't founded a supporters group, but what's kind of like the process that you guys go through to like, you know, recruit people to, you know, come up with the chance to come up with like, this is the name we want to be called. Like what, what was the process behind all that? I, I think we were kind of fortunate because I think the the central Valley and that Turlock area specifically is kind of like a, a hidden gem as far as soccer passion and stuff like that. And so um, I think the, the area and the team specifically, we're always kind of calling out for it. So um, I don't think we can even take too much credit for, for getting something going that I think they were already dying to have going, but um, we came to a couple games. Fortunately, we've had drinks with the owners and the coaches and all that stuff. And so, uh, we got to talking and we were like, Hey, why don't we, why don't we make something bigger? Why don't we start setting something up? And so, uh, we had to come up with a name and, you know, a, a logo. And, uh, I think, I think it was, I'll give Joey credit for the logo, which is a, a cow tag because, uh, Joey grew up on a dairy, but also our field, if you don't know, is, is literally located right next to a cow farm. And so, um, that was kind of a natural. And then once we had that, um, you know, chance, I mean, we, we both follow soccer for our lives. So we stole some chance from here and there and, um, some stuff like that. And then, um, like I was saying earlier, the, the, the fan recruitment was the easiest part, honestly. Um, there were people there and as soon as we showed up with a flag, you know, groups of three, four, five were like, is this the supporter section? And, and at first we're like, yeah, 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 totally. That's what we are. And so they joined in and then, you know, at that point we had people hooked. And so, uh, we started to become, you know, a little more official with a, a Facebook and a Twitter and, a, you know, some some signage and some flags and the flares and, and all that stuff just kind of grew into it. But um, I, I, like I said, I think the, the area was crying out for it. Um, we just happened to have enough free time on our hands to to put it together for them. Well, that's awesome that, that uh, you're able to get to your support group just growing by practically word of mouth and especially getting the chance and everything like that. Uh, now we know the TVB has some, uh, pretty infamous, uh, chance, but, uh, 
What kind of chance do you, you guys have, uh, for example? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, like Mike said, I mean, like we we didn't just you know like come up with just you know stuff out of the blue. Uh, like one of the ones that we kind of uh, we we we've done like the Viking clap thing, and and we took one from a uh, my uh, Portuguese soccer team from Portugal that I'm not a huge fan of uh, uh, sporting, um, also known as Sporting Lisbon. Um, they have one that we kind of, uh, uh, took a modified, you know, with the name of the club and, uh, just, I mean, just stuff like that. Like we didn't rewrite the book on it. We just kind of changed the words around and kind of, you know, got some, uh, got some that kind of fit the team, uh, some that weren't, you know, too complicated, you know, to where it was easy to, to get people, you know, to join in. And, uh, just a lot of that, just a lot of, uh, just yelling and kind of teasing, you know, maybe some, some of the opposing players that kind of get too close to our side We kind of try to give them a hard time, just kind of, uh, you know, just having a good time. But yeah, I mean, like Mike was saying, like we kind of just took some uh, from different clubs that we knew of, uh, just kind of changed the words around and kind of made it our own. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I think it's a, it's a little bit like Tower Bridge too, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, Jared, too, but Tower Bridge has uh, some chance, right? That Or uh, more like the European right club chance and all that. And so it's it's great. I think it's great when you're able to, you know, adjust the, the lyrics and, it still kind of, you know, matches your team and your community and all that. And, you know, it, it really uh, goes great. So uh, I'm curious, uh, in the time that you guys started and, and to now to this day, uh, about how many people have, like, joined the supporters group? Like, what are the numbers looking like so far? Um, it, it fluctuates. We're, we're fortunate to be between two decent-sized colleges. And so uh, when college is in session and when there's, you know, it's on a weekend game, um, we can usually put out a flyer to UC Merced and uh, Stanislaus and, and those types of places, and they'll they'll come out and support us big time. Um, weeknight games are usually tough. We'll usually draw around 15, 20, 25 people. Um, but, you know, on those on those weekend games when they're big opponents that, that we have time to kind of uh, set up some promotions and stuff like that, um, the food trucks always help. Um, but for those types of games, uh, we usually close to 50, 60 people just in our section. Um, and then, you know, there are tons of, of fans that, that show up to the games that just don't sit with our, uh, with our supporter section. But, uh, it's cool because we coach Sergio has set up an awesome youth system at, uh, at Academica. And so they pass the word down to the U12s, the U10s, the U8s. Um, and so all those kids are like, mom, dad, can we go to the game? Can we go to the game? And they'll show up and they'll, they'll run the flag down the field. They'll help us light the flares. They'll, they'll help us with the Viking clamp. They, uh, they love to bang the drum with us. And so, um, as long as those U12s and, and under are there, we're, uh, we're never going to be short on support. That's awesome. Yeah, no, the Viking thing is, is, is amazing, right? Yeah. Shout out to Iceland. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. That's uh, such a, such a cool one, but yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I mean, I, I've seen uh, uh, some of the pictures and, and some of the videos, right, especially going back to the Open Cup, which we'll talk about here shortly. But it, it looks like you guys are having a blast. I, I wanted to actually join in with you guys. But sadly, last year, your games were actually at about the same time as the Sacramento Republic ones. And, you know, I had to had to go down to Sacramento, but uh, hoping that, you know, once things go back, I'm able to to go out there because you guys are really uh, having a lot of fun out there too and, and lighting up the flares. Right. And it's, it's really amazing, right. When you can uh, do all that and uh, really, you know, get that feel of 
being like in Europe or South America and then having all that vibe is is amazing, especially for for Sherlock too, because it, like you you guys said, you're in between two colleges. People want to like actually go out to sporting events, and sadly, there's not that much going on there, right? Like, I mean, you got the Modesto nuts, I guess, in Modesto, <laughs> but I mean, you're not gonna get the same. Yeah, we might get kicked of out of a nuts game for pulling the stuff that we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of what uh, like what makes it so fun is uh, like a lot of people like see that kind of stuff on TV or like on social media, right? Like a big club in Europe. Um, like most people haven't, you know, maybe got, got a chance to experience that. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have been to a game in Europe. Um, I watched a sporting play actually like a, like a bottom uh, table team in, in Portugal. Um, and I'll, I mean, like I went into the game just excited just to be there. I, I, I haven't been in Portugal. Um, and I was just taken aback by how crazy, how loud the, the, the sports section there at the stadium was um, there, there for sporting stadium that should take up like one whole corner of the, of the stands. Um, and I wasn't expecting much, you know, cause it wasn't like a big rival game or anything like that. And they were, I mean, the whole game just standing up, seeing the whole time uh, flags, flares. I mean, like it was just great just to see that. Um, so I think a lot of people like always think that's kind of a cool thing and you don't always get the chance to be a part of it. So now that we have something here locally, um, like it's just kind of like the way for you know, for people here that don't get a chance to do that to to participate in that kind of uh, in that kind of atmosphere, you know, at a local game. So I think that's part of what what draws people. Part of what makes it cool is you don't always get get the opportunity to do that. So you know, here we're doing that locally and having a good time, and, uh, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah, and I think it's it's awesome, right? You're you're putting Sherlock on the map, and everyone's gonna want to like go and and catch a game. And I think it's it's cool. I mean, being my hometown, Modesto, born and raised, I'm still here. And we don't have anything like that going on here. So it's it's really amazing to see something like that going on in Sherlock, which I also went to Stan State. And, and you know, I know that Sherlock sometimes is, is a bit more funner than around here, which, you know, you have to step it up here and whatnot. But um, but yeah, I think it's it's awesome that you have that and people can people can pretty much experience the Central Valley, right? Because as you guys said, you're right next to like, a cow farm and and all that and you know it doesn't get more central value than when you have a a cow farm there too so i think it's it's cool they they you know put the the field there at a good spot and it's it's a good spot for you guys to, yeah, on, to be on out any there. given game night you can get the the smell of cow poop you can get a <laughs> burrito and you can get a portuguese beer all within uh all within like 20 minutes so yeah it's a it's a good place yeah oh that's <laughs> sign me up that's that's awesome <laughs> anyone else here might be like wait you guys like like that smell but you know it's it's a bit weird for people who aren't in the central valley to understand right why yeah, we, we're why we enjoy that i'd say when we're, we're playing some bay area teams yeah. to, to roll up oh yeah you know i didn't think about that but yeah that could be a <laughs> it could definitely be a, a good good advantage too uh so you know i want to talk to uh before you before the open cup game we'll, we'll we'll talk about the actual open cup game here after this question but uh wanted to go back to april of last year uh, the last qualifier for the open cup academica beats the international portland select fc in a pk shootout where you guys just kind of storm the field right the players just kind of go to you like it's it's a big party right in the central valley uh, can you guys tell us more about what happened that day and what was going through your mind as you guys, you know, now realized you guys were going to go to the Open Cup? That that was wild. Like I've I've been to some really cool games 
Um, as Joey will tell you, I'm fortunate enough to, to support a lot of successful sports franchises, but, um, but this Uh-oh. one, uh, this one, this was incredible. Like we, it, it was wild just because the, the entire game was a roller coaster and like leading up to it, we were, we were cautiously optimistic. I'll say, um, you know, you never walk into a game being like, this is a guarantee or anything like that. And so we didn't want to, to get our hopes up, but we were bringing kids in from every college in the area. We were bringing, you know, the U, every number's in, they were all there. We had a full house and we had been like hyping this thing. And uh, we went down early, if memory serves correct. And then we like tied it in the 89th and then we went to PKs and they, it was just this wild, wild battle. And, uh, you know, flares going, players scoring, goals were coming so fast that we literally missed one because we still had smoke from one of our previous flares, like blocking our view because we were on one side of the pitch and, and the goal was on the other. And so we had lit a flare and we're going, we're going nuts. And then we hear the people over there go nuts again. And we're like, what did we miss? And we're blowing the smoke out of our face and there's another goal. And so, um, yeah, was wild. yeah, we're down to two zero for like most of the game really. Yeah. And then like, yeah, like we, we, uh, we, we scored to go, uh, to be down two one and we were just going nuts. Right. Cause we were okay. Like we're back in this. Like Michael was saying, like, like there's actually a video I think like on our page about that. We're going nuts over that first goal. And all of a sudden, like through the smoke, we kind of see that they just scored again. So, so we scored two goals in like a minute and a half to tie it right at the end. Um, we go to extra time. We go down like right at the beginning of extra times. So we're like, you know, like we're, we're down again. We're back. You know, like we 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 got to get back in this. And then we, it gets to like like a few minutes left and extra time. And we have a free kick like right in front of our section. Um, we hit the free kick, score the goal. The guy like runs like right towards us. Like that's like really like that game was kind of like our first like big, uh, big game with like, a lot of people there. Like I, I think it might've been like our second or third game as like an official, yeah. uh, supporters group. Um, and that's what really kind of set it off. Like everybody was just stoked about that game. We had a great time. The team loved it. Um, like there's a video of us, like, uh, uh after winning the uh, game in PKs, like, we just were in the field and like, we're just like hugging the players and everybody's having a great time that's really kind of like what kicked off the whole thing, right? Like we were able to uh, uh, not, not only have a great time with that, but we were able to kind of use that uh, like marketing wise with like all the pictures and videos and stuff really kind of set the tone for like our pages and all that on social media. Uh, and really it just kind of helped everything, uh, everything take off from there. So it really was just a fantastic game. We, we, I mean, we're, it was way more locked than we deserve credit for because we, we put all our apples into this basket and it just so happened that that was like the game of the year. Um, and so like Joey was saying, and, and it, it goes to PKs and the, the supporter section just kind of made the executive decision that we were all going to funnel down towards the, the goal that they were shooting the PKs on and like referees are holding us back and there's a fence there that's barely holding us in. And as soon as the, I think the guy missed it to, to lose. I don't remember how the last one was all a blur, but as soon as the game was over, we jumped the fence and we're on the field, they're on the field, we're waving flags, we're passing it between players and there's all these pictures and stuff. And uh, like Joey said, we just so happened to have a videographer and a photographer there that night. And so that was, uh, that was Mike Roach's idea, I believe. And uh, he had somebody there to, to kind of document everything because he knew we were going to try to go big. And some of the videos and audios and stuff like that that we caught, uh, they were just gold. And so we were able to just pump that all over our social media. And all of a sudden people are like, there's really something going on over there. So that was that was just huge. We, we, we couldn't have asked for a better uh, debut, if you will. 
Wow, that's awesome. It was literally like a Hollywood finish and yeah, you no, actually it, have we, the cameras there. We joked. We're like, if this was a movie, people wouldn't believe it. Because like Joey said, we're down the whole game. Within a minute and a half, we tie it up to go to overtime. And then in extra time, we're, we're down again. And we're like, here we go again. And we brought it back up. And then they had to miss a PK. And it was just everything hit right. And so it was really perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's, you know, when I hear stories like that, because, you know, soccer is full of stories like that. You know, it just, you know, it makes you realize how unique our sport is, right? Because if you translate that to like a baseball game, a, a football game, a, a basketball game, if your team is down by a lot, you're probably already done for. I mean, they, you might, they might pull a miracle, but it's not as maybe easier as in soccer, right? Where you screw up two times, you give a penalty and, you know, before you know it, you're down now. So yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome that, you know, you guys got to experience that. Those games are, are good. Yeah, definitely, man. It was very uh, uh, 1999 Champions League final-esque, you know, just to, you know, put it, put it into perspective, you know. <laughs> Mike's Mike's a big Arsenal fan, so every time I get a chance to to bring up United, that team has actually won the Champions League. They always do that just to kind of, you know, make it feel good. Sorry about that, Mike. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Louis said, I mean, just – hearing the details on that. I'm surprised it's not being picked up for a 30 by 30 film on ESPN yet, but who knows, you know, maybe, maybe it happens yeah. again. So y'all were able to witness it. Academica's first ever open cup, first round game televised online on ESPN. I mean, how did you prepare for, for that game? And what was it like knowing that, that you were going to be broadcast nationally? I mean, that, that had to be nuts. I mean, how could you guys prepare for it? I mean, how did you? Uh, you know, it was it was funny because if memory serves me correct, it was like a it was like a Wednesday afternoon or something like that. And so it was funny because we were like, you know, God forbid it's a it's a Saturday night where we can rally the whole town and have this awesome showing on television. And instead, it was like it was like Joey and I beating drums, waving flags, and lighting flares with with one hand each, and we're like trying to trying to cover the whole section. And so it was funny because ESPN three was, you know, they were kind enough to, to shout us out. And I think they even referred to us by name. And so that was really cool. Um, and they did, they did everything they could, but um, it was funny because we have such a bad taste in our mouth from that game because we had like six people in the stands. Um, so we were drinking, partying, screaming, singing for, for 50 when it was just like six of us. And then within the first, like, it might, it must've been the, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, I think it was the first half that this guy bangs home this golasso that was number seven on sports center top 10. He took a touch, he popped it up and he, he biked it into the upper 90. And all of a sudden we're like, Oh, it's going to be a long day. Like, do we really have to have this on national television? And so um, he ended up, yeah, like I said, he was all over sports center. And so we, we were nationally exposed technically, um, but it was not for the, uh, for the reasons that, that we had hoped, but yeah, like it was, it yeah, was kind of like uh, I mean, for for, for, for how great the the uh, previous game was, uh, like we're all kind of hyped up, and then like Mike said, like it was a Wednesday night. Uh, it was really hard to get people out there. Um, we played a team in our uh, like in our league, um, a team that honestly hasn't beat us. Like, like I'm not sure if we've ever beaten them yet. Um, they came in, they beat us again. So like after like the highs of of qualifying for for the first round, then we kind of get you know stuck with that. Um, like it was almost you know like it was a very much a roller coaster of 
of those two or three weeks there where we were, you know, just riding high on that win to, to, uh, to, to qualify for the cup. And then we get set up with that, with that tie of playing kind of a, a rival we haven't beat. And then it's on a Wednesday night. We had a hard time getting people to show up and, and then we end up losing it too. So, um, it's kind of up and down there, but, uh, I mean, it was a great first step, you know, just, just be able to qualify for that was great. Like no other like local, uh, Portuguese club has done that. And I mean, you know, like, I keep bringing it up like, like academic is kind of um, like, it's like, it's like it's one of maybe about nine or 10 different Portuguese clubs in California. Um, and like we always kind of pride ourselves in being um, kind of a leader um, between those. Like it was just kind of like, we all have like friends and cousins and families like that play in different clubs. So like, so it's so like academic being the first one to qualify for the U S open cup um, being the leader, as far as like being in a bigger league um, and all that, like it's always like very prideful for us to, you know, to, to uh, be that team. So like it still was a great, a great show in my opinion, a great opportunity to 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 be able to qualify for that. And yeah, you know we lost in that first round, but I think just get in there, um, winning winning those 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 four qualifying games, you had the win to get there in in, in such uh, in such uh, dramatic fashion was was still worth it in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean just making it to the Open Cup, it's it's not an easy route, right? Like I think most people just think, oh yeah, you just qualify and that's that, but. You know, it's a long journey for an MPSL team to make it there, right? It's not just about, uh, you know, just wanting to play in it. You have to actually, there's a path to even just get into it when you're uh, in an older division. And I think teams in probably higher divisions sometimes take it for granted, right? I know I know, for us at the Republic, we're always used to, of course, we we got to be in each one too. And and so I think we've had our, our games against the MPSL or like lower division squads too. And, you know, typically we make it, to like third fourth round um that's usually where, where we end up uh but yeah it's it's just it's an amazing thing just being in that tournament getting to represent your local community and and you know you always hear the stories of teams that make it a little bit further on i remember last open cup i think it was uh, orange county fc they were a lower division club too made it pretty far i think they lost against la galaxy but the yeah. actual senior team and so uh yep. you know i think that that cup lends itself to have those uh where they come those like fairy tale stories right where like you're able to to make it there and you know i think with uh what you guys have going on uh, you guys are probably going to keep competing in the open cup and i i think you guys are probably going to make it i i see you guys making a pass first round you know in the next probably two three years uh and it would be interesting to see a republic <laughs> academic game too and in the open cup i know we've had some uh, friendlies too but you know, I think it would be something else. And then as far as, you know, what day they play, I'm with you guys. I wish they played them on the weekend too, or they somehow found a weekend that worked right. Because even with Republic, they don't really have that many people out there. And for you guys, I know it could have been really epic. Had it been on a Saturday and, you know, it would have been all over too. But, you know, I think it's, it's cool that at least you guys are out there and you guys are still like, uh, you know, trying to, Bring that environment, you know, show, you know, show everyone watching that, you know, it really is a good environment. It's just people have to consider that it's on a Wednesday, you know, usually they're late evening games and not everyone can make it out uh, during the week too. But yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was good though. I, I saw you guys uh, out there and, you know, it looked like everything was, was good. I mean, it, it it's definitely better, I think, than uh, even some USL teams, to be honest, because some USL teams don't even have a supporters group. I'm looking at like, LA Galaxy's uh, reserve team, 
doesn't really have one. Portland Timbers too. Like all the all the MLS reserve teams don't really have something, and it's really sad when you don't see a supporters group out there. But uh, wanted to ask you guys uh, if anyone listening wants to join you guys. You know, once once we're back to uh, live sports, hopefully, hopefully it's soon. We're hoping uh, next year we're able to actually uh, attend games. Uh, what what's the process of joining? Like, what are are there any costs? Uh, are you guys gonna do scarves in the future? What what are you guys' plans as far as a membership goes and all that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the easiest way to get a hold of us is just to find us on on, on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Um, just search Black and Gold Brigade. Um, like, if you're if you follow Academica on on social media, like you can probably uh, find find the link. Uh, like, I'll tag us and I can post here and there. Just kind of contact us. I mean, there's no cost. We're, we're pretty chill. I mean, usually, like, our game day kind of consists of, you know, posting some, some stuff on social media, uh, having a little tailgate before the game, and kind of going from there. So we're, we're pretty chill. We're pretty easy to talk to. And uh, and easy to find on social media. Just kind of hit us up, and, and we'll go from there. Hopefully, uh, like you said, next year we get some some live games going. Um, that's, you know, like, obviously, with this whole COVID thing, there's been a – been a lot of horrible stuff, but like one of the you know things that kind of sucked was like we were kind of ramping up for this this season. It was kind of our second season, kind of going, and all of a sudden you know like this hits. So kind of uh, you messed up, messed all that up for us. Um, you know, obviously, but uh, yeah, I mean, just find us on social media. We'll we'll make it happen. Yeah, we've got some cool attire too. We've got scarves. Joey, I believe, is wearing a shirt. Um, you know, we've got some stuff that we're we're always passing out. We've got uh, the streamers, the flags, the flyers, all those types of things that. Uh, that we're happy to hand out. Some of our some of our younger kids will promise to to run the flag back and forth as long as we give them a scarf. And so we're we're running low on scarves at the minute because we have some very ambitious children. But um, but yeah, we we've got the merch coming, and uh, Mike has done a great job with Simon of uh, you know promoting our stuff and and getting some more merch coming out too. We've got hats now, and uh, so yeah, swing on by. It's uh, I think it's like five bucks to get in. We got great you know local stuff. There's usually a food truck there to to help us out too. So it's a great stop. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome deal. And if I was, if I was a kid, I'd definitely do that for a scarf because yeah. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. worth it. It's already fun. I mean, it's fun waving a flag anyway, right? Like mm-hmm. just running up and down. I know it, with tower bridge, right? Jared, uh, we have the same thing going on, right? A lot of people uh, grab the flag and they just start running up and down. And, you know, that's, that's a tradition, right? In the supporters group culture. And it pumps up everyone else who isn't in that section too. And, I think everyone's enjoying that. Yeah, it's definitely a supporter group of culture. I mean, whether it be at home matches or as I've done at uh, some Republic FC matches uh, out here in Arizona against uh, Phoenix Rising FC, you know, if you've got a flag, you know, just get to waving and, you know, show support you know, for, for your side. And, uh, you actually answered some questions. I was actually going to ask, uh, do you guys have any merchandise? But, I mean, that, that sounds amazing that you've got kids asking for scarves and as you can tell here i'm a bit of a uh, scarf feeding myself so don't be surprised if you end up getting uh, asked for uh, shipping a scarf here to, to arizona that's all right man we uh, you're definitely looking a little naked up there you need one more at least uh, a black and gold for you <laughs> yeah i said yeah i got some room so yeah i'll, I'll definitely take a scarf <laughs> Uh, and I know we, we were talking to Michael about the jerseys too, right? What, what are you guys' thoughts on that too, with the jerseys, with the cities of the 209 listed? I mean, that's unique to me. I don't think I've seen any team representing like like yeah. their value, their county. Joey's the Joey's the jersey snob, so I'll I'll defer to him. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're, 
we we were super hyped about that. I mean, like I said, like that's another thing that that, that the whole COVID thing kind of screwed up is we never really um, got to see him take the field or or anything like that. Because I think uh, at the first couple of games that uh, that we had this season, uh, they were delayed because of COVID. Because it was you know kind of starting to you know to to, to happen, have the fallout, and then they canceled the season. I don't think the guys ever ended up uh, wearing them. But yeah, I mean those jerseys are sick. Um, they were on Twitter, I think, for some like national contest on like lower level uh, soccer jerseys and like it made it pretty far. Um, yeah, they're, they're super unique. I mean, like obviously like, like most teams just have kind of like a template Jersey, you know, like Adidas or Nike or whatever. Uh, that's what we had the previous couple of years. Um, and then Michael kind of uh, took initiative to uh, stock to that company. And they really made like a very unique Jersey. That's, that's academic. I mean, like our kind of motto or the, the team's motto is rather the Valley um, and, and really being the, the Valley's team and how much more can you be, Valley team than having all the, like all the local cities on your shirt. So I mean, I thought that was really well done. Uh, it's a shame, you know, that we really didn't get to see him on the pitch yet, but eventually we will. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great design, in, in, like in my opinion. So well, one last thing: uh, Are you guys planning on going to like away games once the uh, season gets started? Like rally the, the whole group and do the the good old uh, what Jared and and the rest of the TVB likes to call the travel bridge battalion style where you guys travel we, everywhere we've thought about it um the the problem is and it's an, another central valley problem is we have so many dairy workers and people like that they got to be up at like 3 30 in the morning and god knows what time and so so those long road trips are are a little tough when you got to come home and milk cows right off the bus but uh but yeah that's definitely something that we've talked about um mike is mike roach has been trying to get some uh some transportation organized and just rent a bus or something and so uh, i know joey and i'll do it on our own one day but as far as an official uh official one we'll we'll say it's tbd but that's definitely something we've talked about um you know we're fortunate enough to be close enough to to a number of teams too so we'll uh we'll make some noise we might try to sneak a flare in or two at some uh at some away games we'll see yeah Yeah. sure i mean there's I know there's talk of uh, like some of the teams in our uh, division, like up in the Bay Area and Napa, like we had kind of already started, started talking about uh, some of that for this past year. But like I said, everything kind of got shut down and, uh, and, and we weren't able to make it happen. But I think that's definitely in the future. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. I mean, as you guys know, away games, I think are really fun too. And especially if the away side doesn't have a supporters group, like it's almost like, Hey, we're playing at home again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so you guys, you guys could play to that advantage too, and I think it'd be be kind of cool to to go there, and and maybe you guys probably inspire other teams to also start their own because they're gonna feel bad that they don't have a supporters group, and before you know it, you know we got a whole league of supporters group, and it's even more fun, right? When you get to actually <laughs> go in a way match, and they actually do have a a supporters group there, as as Jared well knows over over in Phoenix, right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, I remember the uh, the first years that uh, Republic FC had played in uh, Peoria up in the North, Northwest Valley. I remember I was at the bar, the, like the small Phoenix group that they had at the time, you know, it was like a, a good number of people. But then once TBB came marching down the 83rd Avenue, I heard their, their uh, cop going, oh, get the depots, get the flags. <laughs> and it just grew over the years. and it was like they loved uh, TBB coming to town because that was really the only group that came to Arizona at that time. And there was always good banter. And of course, now you see how big uh, that, uh, that uh, team's grown. And of course they've had their, their own drama this past season, but 
you know, this, the supporter group are, are there. And I, I really can't wait to see the same thing happen uh, with, with Academica. You know, just it starts with five or six people, then 50 to 60. Before you know it, you're going to have a, you know, a massive you know, section of supporter group. And not just for, 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 for Academica, but for the rival teams as well, because they know they have to show their support better than the team coming in. So it goes upwards from here as far as the support groups go. And I mean, I, 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 I got to see you guys on the SPN plus, you know, what, one more time, you know, it's even out here in Arizona, the show, the show, what the 209 is about. And I know it can be done. Yes, sir. Yeah. The rivalry between, uh, between the fans is as a fan is almost as exciting as the rivalry between the, between the teams. So we're going to try to, we're going to try to spark that. And one of our mottos is uh, no smoke, no party. So we'll, we'll try to light the fire. We'll see where we go. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's definitely one of the funner. I mean, you know, like, like especially this year with uh, with less with with less action on the pitch. Um, that's kind of what we enjoy doing is kind of just make some banter with some uh, rivals on on social media. Um, like for example, there's the I think the only other team that we've played in our league that has a supporters group is is El Ferrito, which is a team that knocked us out of the cup. Um, and you know, so we've had some banter you know, with them on Twitter and and whatnot. And then I believe. Uh, um, at that game, they 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 actually came you know to to support their team. Yes, that's always kind of fun, you know, the banter with with the rival teams and rival groups. So uh, yeah, that's definitely one of the funner parts of uh, of the whole deal. Oh yeah, yeah. T- tell us about it too. We we know about it. <laughs> well, our our rival is no longer a team anymore. They they ceased to exist this just a month ago, I think, right, Jared? And <laughs> uh, it's uh, we know how how that goes too, and and it's it's definitely something else, and it adds to that soccer culture too, right? That you got supporters groups everywhere, and you get to you know talk, especially if you win too, you get the bragging rights. But then again, where one door a door closes, another uh, opens up. I mean, next year we're going to have Oakland literally down I eighty, so that's going to be an even better rivalry, and. We still have uh, Las Vegas, you know, they're, they're the only team in Nevada. Uh, we don't have Portland anymore, at least for, for a while. But, you know, there's still teams there that are somewhat close by regionally that, you know, you're still going to be able to bring the fire with. And even the lower divisions could, could be cross, uh, cross county rivalries, could be a couple counties away. But still, you're going to always have someone to play with, someone to start that le- legend with. So. I mean, big or small. I mean, it's it's there. Thank you guys for being here tonight. I think it's it's really cool that you guys started what you started as you know someone who is born and raised there in the Central Valley. It's it's so awesome to see more supporters groups, you know, come about. And you know, until you guys came around, I think it was only TBB. Jared, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you know, I think I might be wrong, but. As far as I knew, I had only heard of us, TVB, but no one else really in the Central Valley. Aside maybe Fresno had their own, but then they disappeared. But I think that was that was just there, yeah, right? We've got a knack of uh, ending some franchises. Uh, as I've as I posted <laughs> in a couple of Facebook groups, uh, over the past seven years that we've played, seven clubs have uh, gone bye-bye, and Fresno being one of them. But, uh, but yes, Fresno did ha- have their own supporter group as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's awesome that you guys started this, that, you know, the, the team is now being known even more and, and more so the history, because Michael told us all about the history of Academica and the fact that, you know, you guys have been around since the seventies is it's so amazing to to see those stories and to see the team really growing day by day. And so, 
you know, good job out there. You know, can't wait to actually make it out there to to a game and you know uh, be able to watch a game right there with you guys and learn some of your chants too. So you guys are able to send me those chants and I'll, I'll probably uh, buy a scarf too once you guys tell me like where you can purchase one. It'd be it'd be cool to to have one too. And, uh, yeah, man. Hit yeah, us, hit yeah, us up. You. There's a there's a spot in the section. We got some. Uh, you're gonna have to run the flag though. That's the rule. If you want a scarf, you gotta run the flag with the little kids. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, hit us up. We got a spot for you in the section. We'll teach you the chants and uh, yeah, we'll see you out again. Awesome. Yeah. So it sounds good. Yeah. I'm, uh, you get, set, sign me up too. I'll, I'll wave that flag for <laughs> for the scarf. Well, all right. Uh, thank you guys for for joining us here tonight. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll have you guys back on once uh, season comes back on. Hopefully with, you know, us being able to be in the stands. And, uh, yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. So thank you once again to Joey and Mike for joining us here tonight. Interesting story, right, Jared? I mean, they, they literally had just been founded, and then they attend this really epic Hollywood-style game. And then, you know, they make history and join in the Open Cup. And, you know... Everyone nationally could see the Central Valley, right? Exactly as as people know it, with the the fields and and all that too. I think it, it's cool. I mean, it it definitely is a story for the the thirty on thirty show. It it's practically a ladybird of the Central Valley. I mean, how can you script it any better than that? Yeah, so it's cool. Hopefully, I mean, if you're ever down and you ever actually like, you know, you're ever down in Sacramento and there happens to be a game and you want to join a game too, I think that that would be cool you know bring bring your uh, construction helmet bring all you know all the tvb day uh merchandise and i think it'd be it'd be kind of cool to to go there and you know anyone else from tv who's listening i think it would be really cool if someone or even just a group of some people were willing to come down to Sherlock, california and come support academica soccer club and join in on their supporters group and you know, just get to know them too. Luckily, they're they're not they're not a rival for a public per se, unless they meet in the Open Cup. But you know, I think it'd be cool if if they they came down too, and and you know, we we saw more uh, supporters groups uh, networking, especially those that aren't in the same league. I think it'd be really uh, great. Yeah, I think it would be great if uh, TVB uh, did make an appearance there. You know, just basically plant the seed and watch watch it grow from Central Valley. I mean, very fertile farmland. You know that seed's gonna grow and get just blow up. I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, same here. I think their numbers are definitely gonna grow because there really, there really isn't that much to do around. You know, the Sherlock. I, I even said even the Modesto area. I mean, if you're into sports, if you want to watch live sports, literally the only thing we have here is the Modesto Nuts, the baseball team, and that's it. Other than that, you know, all you all you can get is really minor league. Uh, baseball around here and and to have a, a soccer team that can pull in a crowd that has a supporters group which I always say you know it's so fundamental for any team if you have a supporters group that adds a whole different like thing to watching a soccer game you're not just out watching just any game you're actually with the supporters group you're doing the chance you're doing all this you're getting to you know experience that full soccer game experience that you wouldn't get if you don't have anyone out there doing chance. Uh, that's yeah. I remember when I was living in the Topeka, Kansas for a couple of years, I mean, all that we really had was arena football and uh, a minor league hockey team. I mean, literally two blocks from where I was at. And 
really, there's nothing to do in Topeka, but to, to have your teams like, like that, and also for the arena football team to bring home a championship, you know, that just makes it even better. So, so it's a, more or less like what Turlock has. I mean, you've got dairies, you've got a couple colleges nearby, really not much else, but to have a team like Academica, I mean, to one at one point just barely get off the ground, and the next moment, boom, you're in the Open Cup. You're on national and internet-based television for all to see. I mean, how do you come up with that? I mean, you can't. I mean, it's it, it's. I don't want to say it's it's unnatural. It's just somewhat unheard of. But to see it actually happen, I mean, it just. Like you said, it's a Hollywood story, but this, but this time is actually true. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to Michael Rocha and everyone on the, on that team, because like I said, it's people sometimes take it for granted and they think, Oh, just anyone could join the open cup. And as is the case, you know, maybe with us, with the Republic, we're always in the open cup. We're kind of used to that. Right. But when you look at lower division clubs, they really have a journey to make it there. Like they have to actually go through a series of games of you know of a one game elimination uh, series to make it there and, and academica had a journey you know that game we talked about that was the last game they had to play to be able to qualify but prior to that they actually went through a couple other games to actually make it there and so it's quite a journey and i think you know it's even more for them that uh, you know it's it's definitely a, a big deal when you actually you know get get through all those uh, uh, roadblocks in order to be able to get to, to the game there. And so it's great. Like I said, I, I hope that they, you know, continue to make it to the Open Cup. And I, I see this team really having a lot of ambition to grow as the years go on. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the Open Cup regularly and eventually if they actually play Republic. I think that'd be, it'd be really cool to to see that and and by then to see the black and gold brigade grow even more and and actually travel to the game in sacramento how amazing would that be right to uh oh. central valley supporter groups uh yeah i i, I want to yeah. see that again because i i enjoyed those uh republic fresno games because they 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 had that and and so i want i want to see that you know again so uh, i'm pretty sure we'll, we'll see that it's only a matter of time before we we see that um happen again and so yeah, yeah, I mean, if if we, if we can get the fan base from from Reno, you know, to come down to Sacramento, I mean, anything, anything can happen. I mean, it'd be even better to have Central Valley folks uh, come up too, because you know, Central Valley that that's home, and to have a, a big team two hours away, but also your own team. I mean, who knows? I mean, the Open Cup it's literally that open. Anybody can get in, get, get into it. You know, if they work hard enough and. I really think that Academica, give them a couple of years, they they may make a good run for it. Yeah, it, it would be it would be something else to see that. And I know Sherlock actually had a team join the Open Cup. Uh, I believe it was the the Sherlock Express Stanislaus United team back in 2012. Uh, just you know, seven years before Academica made it there. But you know that that was something else too. You know, it made, it made the newspapers around the area and. You know, people were hyping up for that, but that team actually uh, wasn't a team as established as Academica too. And so uh, I definitely think that Academica has a, a long future ahead of them. And and like I said, they, they are thinking big. They are doing the right things, right? And and I think they, they are definitely a, a club 
model to follow for other towns because I think uh, I keep saying this because Modesto is my hometown, but Modesto is long overdue having a team that can have that because we, we are a bigger city, of course, than, than Sherlock. And, you know, I think that there is a lot of potential to have a lot of clubs in different towns in the 209. I'm also looking at Stockton. I know Stockton, I believe, has one. It's not as big as Academica. But, you know, we have a lot of different cities, towns that could have a team, could have a supporters group that emerges from that too. And so I think we're in for, for a lot. And the more teams that appear, the more success that is seen around the Central Valley, I think the more uh, uh, teams that are going to be formed and more things we're going to see go on and i think a part of that growth is also going to be with the republic joining mls right you're going to have more academies trying to be formed around the central valley because you know there's going to be more players that are going to want to try and get there one day and you know what what better than being actually be able to participate in a club that is in your area that is competing in open cup or at least competing in these you know uh lower divisions and and i think it'll be something else if, if that happens and it's definitely going to benefit everyone all around too. And so uh, I'm really stoked. I think for the next uh, five, 10 years here in the central Valley. Yeah. 2023, there's going to be a big pair of shoes need filling and academic, uh, they might want to get the, uh, the foot, uh, the foot measure on because uh, they could be in, in the next uh, pair. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I think it'd be so amazing to see him in USL, uh, It'd be, it's, I mean, they would probably have to, of course, probably move to, to a different venue, but I, I think they have that mentality. They, they really have that uh, uh, mentality to, you know, keep going, to keep growing that, that team. And, and just as we saw with Oakland Roots, and we just interviewed uh, that in, in the past episode, uh, uh, we, just inter- we just interviewed uh, Jordan Farrell in the last episode, you know, their technical manager, and uh, they, they have a lot of potential to grow even more in the USL and just as the team was founded, they had that started an Academy project 510, which is not going to compete in the USL oh, yeah. league Two. And so that club was founded, as he said, you know, not, not with the division specific in mind, they, they were not thinking divisions, but clearly they were actually thinking of actually having a club that was going to continue to grow as the years went by. And I think that was one of the keys to them making it to the USL because they saw that they ha- they saw a, a club in the MPSL with their own academy. Like how how amazing is that, right? To to see that, yeah. and I, I know Academica has has a road like that, and and I think they they are working towards that, and it'll be really cool, hopefully, to to see them one day in, in the USL. I think it'd be it'd be amazing, uh, especially once Republic is not in the USL, so <laughs> so you could still I could still support uh, Academica in the USL, and so. Really, really excited to see the the things that they'll be doing there in the future. Yeah, it would be great to see more Central Valley teams actually get a start in, even if it's USL League Two or even League One. I mean, realistically, it'd be two, uh, two, but, you know, with the two colleges there, I mean, there should be at least ample space for a venue. I mean, we're not expecting, like, um, uh, major stadiums to, to start in the small leagues. I mean, it'll begins grassroots but i really think 209 is going to be a, a good spot for uh, growing uh, the game uh, whether it be in usl league uh, two or mpsl i mean it all starts from somewhere yeah 
Yeah, the, definitely too. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. USL League Two would be a, a good uh, first step for them. I actually, I was trying to jump all the way to USL. <laughs> I think I was trying to to see him in Open Cup for sure each year. But uh, yeah, USL League Two, I think, would be a good a good uh, place for them to to be at, and that they could definitely play at my uh, alma mater's uh, stadium there. I think it's it's a reasonable size there for for uh, USL League Two, and I could see. I could see them actually filling it up quite often, actually. Uh, I could see a lot of people rallying behind the team there, especially with a supporters group also being there, like, and, and with, of course, being in the college itself, too, and, and being able to uh, maybe potentially offer college students a discount or even just free admission to games. I, I, I could see that. I could see that being uh, something else, too. So hopefully, hopefully that happens. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that they, they might yeah, make it there. Yeah. It helped FC Cincinnati, right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but I'm sure Academica will do it the, the right way. I mean, not like what FCC <laughs> tried to do. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's a shame FCC. I mean, FCC had a lot of potential. Uh, you know, with USL, okay. they, they were they were really good, right? And they could have they could have made it far, I think, in in MLS. But last couple seasons, they, they just yeah, they just haven't been there, sadly yeah it's uh i mean not only with the head coach being fired and of course the uh subpar games it's i'm sure they want to get back into usl but sorry no <laughs> refunds oh yeah yeah once you make it there you're, you're there well before we uh, close it out um wanted to invite you all to follow us on social media if you're not following us yet you can find us on twitter and instagram if you look for at State Republic 12, if you're on Facebook, you could search for us, State of the Republic Podcast. Also, we have a Facebook group, Sacramento Soccer Fans. Uh, please feel free to join that and join in on the conversations on anything soccer-related. You can also share your own thoughts on anything soccer-related as well. So it's an open group for anyone, uh, even if you are not in Sacramento or even if you're not in the Central Valley, please join. It's uh, we, we call it Sacramento Soccer Fans, but hey, we welcome any soccer fan that's listening that wants to uh, join the group it is welcome to join. So please feel free to join. Also, if you are not subscribed to our podcast yet, hey, please uh, give us a subscribe uh, to this podcast and be able to be uh, notified anytime someone, uh, or I should say be able to get a notification anytime we post a new podcast. It'll actually send you a notification. I know a couple of uh, different platforms do that. And so if you subscribe, you'll get that notification. And it'll also show up in your main uh, home screen as well from uh, what I've noticed on some of the platforms I use as well. So please uh, do that if you can. And also please leave us a review. Uh, give us your thoughts on our show. Uh, if there's anything Maybe you want to see that we do on the show or things that you really particularly enjoy. Maybe someone that you want us to interview that, you know, has been a soccer player in the Central Valley. Maybe they are still a soccer player in the Central Valley or just anybody involved in the world of soccer, any connection to the sport in the Central Valley. Please let us know. We're trying to give you guys more interviews as well for anyone who is in the sport of soccer in the Central Valley because, as I always like to say, there is a lot of potential here in the Central Valley. There's a lot of it. And now with Republic Join MLS, I think we are going to see more of the Central Valley talent, you know, nationally and 
why not internationally as well, right? Like being called up to national teams, as, as is the case with a, a 15-year-old teenager from Stockton, California, who was just recently signed by the LA Galaxy, also with an option for Manchester City. You heard that right, Manchester City to purchase wow. once he turns 18. And so, and he is also actually called up to the youth Mexican national teams as well. So Man. there are a lot of stories like that out there. And, you know, sadly, 10, 15 years ago, I'm sure we had a lot of players like that. But now with the sport ever growing, with all these opportunities available to players, we're going to see more of those stories. And I think that that is something amazing. And, you know, just goes to show how much talent we have here that is now going to be able to, to be seen with uh, Republic joining MLS and, and more of a, a national attention here uh, in the Central Valley. And, and it's awesome. Yeah, get in on the ground floor while you can. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, thank you, Jared, here for joining us to, tonight here as our, as our first ever uh, guest co-host on an interview. I, I think you know, everything went uh, really well. And uh, as someone who has been in supporters groups, you know, I think it, it was it was cool to have you on to to represent uh, TV more more so than I because I, I believe you've been with them uh, longer than than I have too. So I, it was great. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to help out any, any way that I can to represent Sacramento from uh, so far away. And also for those of you that do join the Sacramento Soccer Fans Facebook group, definitely expect a spicy meme here and there from me if you haven't seen them already. So just to give you a fair warning. <laughs> Yeah, uh, those are always really funny too, and so I think it's it's good that you you share that too. Uh, you know, memes memes are funny, especially when we're in season and and people uh, uh, look at those too. Especially the one that was unreleased, right? That you're going to release in the event that uh, Republic would have won too. Uh, that was that was a good yeah. one. But I'm glad you released it still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know with, with the Reno folding. Who knows? Maybe I may have a an archive of of all my uh, Reno memes that I might unleash. So. We'll see. Yeah, that, that would be that'd be good. I mean, at least let's still remember them, right? Let's still remember that rivalry and, and that matter too. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Wanted to actually give you all uh, like an insight uh, uh, into the next episode. It is a really interesting episode that we're going to have. It's going to be another interview. And it's actually going to be with a Republic fan favorite. I'm just going to leave it at that. I won't say anything else on who it is, but it is going to be a Republic fan favorite who you've all seen. I'm sure uh, he's a really great player. And so you guys can just guess who that might be. But hey, be on the lookout. And that's why more the reason why you should subscribe, right? Because uh, you definitely uh, don't want to miss this one the day it comes out. But we, we have that. And aside from that one, we have more in the works as well. So be prepared for um, a lot of interviews being posted during this offseason because we have a lot uh, in the works that we're getting to schedule and we'll be here recording shortly as well. So be on the lookout for that. But for tonight, uh, for Jared, for me, thank you for uh, listening to us tonight. Uh, we will see you next time. Stay safe and uh, have a great day, everyone. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>